Have you ever walked into a situation where pandemonium and disorganization and who's running this mess crosses your mind? I hope it wasn't a Toastmasters meeting. You know there's a leadership problem when you find yourself in these circumstances. People aren't doing the work, or it's unclear what they're supposed to do. Fortunately, in Toastmasters, we have some leadership rules that should prevent that chaos. Today on the Toastmasters 101 podcast, we're talking about how Toastmasters clubs work. How do you develop your leadership skills? Are you looking for simple steps that stretch you slowly, but teach you in a safe place to find the leader inside you? Then you need Toastmasters. We give you the training and the opportunities to become a leader. This is Toastmasters 101, and I'm your host, Kim Kragy. Leadership doesn't come naturally for everyone. We all know those charismatic people who draw followers. It's not just Instagram influencers on social media. There are people in real life who just make you want to be around them. I've met a few young people in my life that became leaders in school or social groups without any specific training. Personally, I never thought of myself as a leader. I just invite my friends to come along and do things with me. But that threatened the leadership of an organization I was part of, and they wanted me out. I went to my friends and my family and I said, am I a leader? Is, is that what they're telling? They're telling me I'm a leader and I shouldn't be and I don't understand. And pretty much everybody laughed at me and said, of course you're a leader. It took me quite a while to believe them. Leadership is one of those success metrics that gurus talk about. Leaders get the money. Leaders get the power. Leaders define success. Um, no, yes. If I was a leader in that organization, I didn't have any of that. I had no power. I had no money. And according to them, I had no success. But apparently, I did have some influence, and that threatened other people. At that time, which was long before I joined Toastmasters, I didn't understand leadership and power. To be honest, I'm not sure I do yet. But what I do know is that I probably would have handled that situation differently now because of the leadership experience I got in Toastmasters. What's more, I didn't even think I was getting it at the time. I was willing to become a club officer. I just didn't want one that I knew I could seriously harm the club if I took and screwed up. So my choice was to be the sergeant at arms. It's the lowest ranking officer in the club. How much damage could I do? Now, I believe that it's also the most important role. Without the sergeant at arms, we don't have a meeting site or the equipment to hold the meeting or the materials we need to make it successful. I can manage stuff, I thought. At that time, the meetings were held in an office building every Thursday morning at 7.30 a.m. We were not permitted to store our materials on site. I had to haul everything in and out for every meeting by myself. I'm not complaining. In fact, it was fun. Because we started at ground zero every week, I had lots of opportunities to change things and try new things, which I did regularly because I enjoyed so much seeing our club president's face when he walked in and the room was backwards or sideways. I made that officer role my own and I learned so much. Now, I get that most 
people join Toastmasters because they want to improve their public speaking skills. The vast majority, close to 90%, say that they want to overcome stage fright and become public speakers. So becoming a club officer is not on their agenda at all. Maybe you're that person. Maybe you're in Toastmasters because you're looking to improve your career and your public speaking skills. Or you're giving a toast at a wedding. Or you have to give a eulogy. Or a thank you speech to a retiring mentor. Whatever the reason, being an officer looks like it's going to take time away from your life and give it to this club, but you're only here for one reason, and that's not it. Let's chat about that. Clubs need officers to create the meeting. Without the organization behind the curtain, you don't have the space to grow and improve on our stage. Somebody has to put together the agenda. Somebody has to set up the meeting space. New members have to be recruited. And while you don't think it's a problem, it's actually a considerable effort to recruit new members to listen to your speeches and to give feedback so you improve. Those club records, including your dues, have to be maintained. If you're a new member, and this is your first Toastmasters Club election, you probably haven't heard about this structure of the club until now. It's not extensive. There are only seven officer roles. It's likely that your club president has already recently given your club a presentation about these roles and asked for volunteers to run for the offices. If that hasn't happened yet, you can listen to episode 25 of this podcast. That's Toastmasters101.net slash 25. The link is in the show notes that explains all of the club officer rules. Committing to be a club officer doesn't look like it's going to help you improve your public speaking. Do you know what the Toastmasters tagline is right now? It's Toastmasters, where leaders are made. Do you know how leaders are made? It starts with great communication skills. That's why you're here. In fact, leadership roles in a club give you more opportunities to speak so you can improve your public speaking skills faster. In some clubs, it's the sergeant at arms who opens the meetings. In other clubs, it's the president. Either way, it's more stage time. If you want to improve your public speaking skills, an officer role gives you more opportunities. Your roles in your life change as you improve your communication skills. People pay attention to good communicators. They look up to you. Suddenly, you're a leader. Maybe that's why I was scary to those who wanted me out of that organization. I talk to people. I listen to people. Those are key parts of leadership. And what do we teach you how to do in Toastmasters? Communicate and listen. You need to get leadership training along with your public speaking training. The other thing that an organization dedicated to teaching public speaking leadership skills is that we provide a safe space for you to step out and try something new, something you're not entirely sure you can do. When I'd been a Toastmaster for less than three years, the district conference was to be held in my division. We rotate which divisions will host the conference. Does your district do that? Maybe they all do that. I don't know. Anyway, it was my division's turn. I'd been to one district conference in the past, and to be honest, it was not my cup of tea. 
In retrospect, it was probably a fine conference, but as a newbie, I was neither impressed nor I found any value, especially in the venue. When it was time for the conference to come where I was being awarded my first DTM in my city, I wanted to have some input on where it was going to be held. I knew the only spaces in the area were either grossly over our budget or not suitable, but I knew one place that I thought would work. So I volunteered to provide a selection of sites to the district leadership. And let me confess right here and now, I stacked the deck. I knew what was available. I just made sure that the site I wanted was the site that the leadership saw first and made the best impression. What I didn't expect was the district governor, that was the name of the district director back in 2013, would ask me if I'd consider being the conference chair. I knew I could do one thing. I could help find a site. I didn't know if I could chair a conference. I'd never done anything on that scale before, including my stint as an area governor, my own wedding, my son's graduation party, my parents' wedding anniversary party, nothing that big. Should I do it? Part of it was the faith that then Lieutenant Governor of Education and Training Debbie Curtis put in me. Part of it was my year as the area leadership where I'd gotten to know the leaders in the division's clubs. Most of it was because of my year as a sergeant at arms where I decided to have fun, but at the same time, I learned the keys to managing a team and I thought, why not take the chair? Just because I communicated and admittedly sold my district leadership on a conference location, I became a leader. If you're working to improve your public speaking, leadership is going to be right behind. That's why being a club officer is important. The other big deal in being in Toastmasters, we don't expect you to do great. That's not to say we don't want you to become excellent. That's part of our four key values. But there is a lot of space in Toastmasters to try new things and not have them succeed. You get to try new things and gain wisdom from the experience. I used to get so frustrated with the district conference process every year. New people with no experience took over the conference and frankly... They had a lot of support from the district trio in a written handbook with past district officers, what had compiled, but there wasn't much help for the new team to learn from the mistakes of the previous year. It turns out that's a feature, not a bug. Giving someone space to try and to help them succeed either by support or by evaluation after the fact, isn't that the Toastmasters way? It's the key to how Toastmasters helps you learn. The only thing a turnkey operation teaches you is how to turn a key. Do you want to turn a key? That's fine. But if you want something more, consider what Toastmasters is offering you. A bigger understanding of leadership, a vision for yourself, and a bigger impact on the world. Toastmasters clubs work because there are people like you who want more than just removing filler words. Toastmasters clubs work with people where they are and encourage them to step up and try new opportunities for growth and wisdom. Toastmasters clubs work because of people like you. How about you decide to help your Toastmasters club work this year? If you're interested in a club officer role, talk to your current club president. You won't be left hanging without any training. 
there will be multiple opportunities to get training to help you succeed. Club officer training webinars are offered around the globe in June, July, and August. Mentoring from past officers is always available. Personally, I can tell you how to play with your club's president's mind. I did it for a year, and we're still good friends. Talk to your club president today and find out what you didn't know you can do. Toastmasters 101 is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. Our music is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. Don't forget, your club gets credit for your attendance at the club officer training. A minimum of four club officers need to be trained twice a year for the Distinguished Club Program. In District 10, we even have special awards for clubs that get all of their officers trained. Your district might have some too. Don't miss out. Get the training. Get to the training. And you'll find out how Toastmasters clubs work. You know somebody who needs this message. Please, please, tell them today. Let them know right now that they should be listening to Toastmasters 101. We'll talk again next time on Toastmasters 101.